get the kettle on, grab a brew, because you're listening to Coffee and Dark Reads. Good afternoon and welcome to Coffee and Dark Reads. I am here this afternoon in the madness that is my house. Um, I've got neighbours next door running up and down the stairs because it's their daughter's birthday and she's obviously overexcited. And I've got my son over there watching YouTube videos. I don't know what he's watching, but he keeps laughing. And I've told him to slap his hand over his mouth and I think he can feel his mouth moving, he's making a noise. But we'll see how that goes. I am now attempting this in one take because I've already false started about 20 times. So you can hear him now, I'm sure you can hear him. Um, but I am also recording this as the video for Patreon with a different background up today. So just still trying the green screen. It was working really, really well until the minute I started filming. And now I've got this wrong about the shoulder because it reverses everything. This behind this shoulder, I can see my hair and moving, but it doesn't matter. We can we can always change the background as well while we're going. I mean, I think go for something darker. Oh, that one for a change. Yeah, let's change up the videos. Um, so yeah, that's what we're doing today. And because I did a chatty video last week, I am going to do a read this week. So I'm going to be reading from Disintegration, which was my first short story collection. And today you are going to get Empty. Um, so let me know if this annoys you because I've actually got my Blue Yeti mic in shot and the spit filter thing. Um, it does have a name, pop filter, is it? Um, I'm getting better sound quality by moving it closer to me, but it obviously means then it's in the video. So I can't win, basically. Um, but we're going to go ahead now with Empty and then some more news. She stood in the centre of the room. Devoid of furniture, it seemed cavernous, a stark contrast, contrast against the contraction of her stomach as reality set in. The past few weeks had passed in a whirlwind. No, that was not right. It had been a tornado, destructive, terrifying, and had destroyed her world. It had left her stranded here now in a desolate no man's land. See, now the dog's trying to get in the room as well. This is what I'm dealing with. This is life. Three months ago, she had been blissfully unaware of what lay ahead leafing through holiday brochures, debating the perfect location for their holiday. They both, they both needed so badly. Their careers were both taking off. And they were both spending long hours at the office, which had seemed to be leading, them to, leading to them spending quality time together rather than quantity. Or that was what she had believed. What it had actually led to was guilt-driven shows of affection, compensating for the fact he was preparing to move on. When they had met, he had already owned the house. It made sense after when, after almost a year of dating, she gave up her rented flat and moved in. She had begun investing in turning his house into their home straight away. Her savings that she had been carefully squirrelling away for a deposit to buy her own house now paid for a new kitchen and the renovating of a box room into an ensuite for the master bedroom. 
She had not thought twice about spending the money. After all, it was an investment in her future. He would occasionally talk about putting her name on the deeds, but he never got around to it. She'd redecorated room by room to show off the antique furniture he already owned. And they'd enjoyed days out on trips to antique markets, searching for extra pieces to complement the decor. Their tastes had complemented each other, and occasionally he would come home and surprise her with a perfect picture for the room she was working on. Her friends would tell her how lucky she was to have a guy that not only noticed what she was doing, but cared enough to contribute. Within a few months, she had given the whole place a breath of fresh air. Looking back, she could see he had been less enthusiastic than her about the whole process. He'd been pleased with the results, but far hand, less hands-on during the process than she had thought he would have been. She had stripped paint from the woodwork, sanding and revealing the natural grain on the timbers late into the evening as she waited for him to get home from the office after yet another late night conference call. He would come in, slip his arms around her waist and admire her handiwork and tell her how proud he was of her. They would host dinner parties where he would boast about how talented she was, talk about the trips they had taken to pick up individual items. He would never correct them when they commented on the hard work it had taken to restore the floors and doors to their former glory, assuming he had done the physical work. She would smile and remain silent, allowing him to bask in the praise. When had it begun to stagnate, she had wondered. After a year of living together, he put the ring on her finger. It had been a public proposal at a family party with a ring. may have to kill a dog. Um, he does it. He doesn't actually want to come in. It's just because the door's shut, he wants it open and he wants to be able to walk in and out. But he doesn't actually want to come in and lay down. He just wants to wander about and make a noise. Um, so that's why he's not in the living room while I'm trying to film because his tail would just be knocking things flying. So it was after a year of living together, he put the ring on her finger. It had been a public proposal at a family party with a ring that she had ended up keeping in the safe too valuable, valuable to wear on a daily basis. But he refused to set a firm date. He kept repeating that there was no rush. They had the rest of their lives to speak, spend together. He just needed things to calm down a little at work so he could make plans. Time had passed and both of them were working hard. And though they were both making an effort to try and find more time for each other, it had been hard. He had begun taking business trips that her own career prevented her from joining him on. But she had trusted him completely. The first few times there had been a gift, some trinket for the house that suggested she had been in his thoughts during his absence. And then he would have no time to look or say he had to look or to say he had not found anything suitable. There were no rows despite them both working long hours. After all, they were both working for their future. She had suggested the holiday and, been, and had been surprised how easily he had agreed they needed it. He had given her a couple of different, different sets of dates and left it, the rest in her hands. His only criteria was that the hotel should have a spa. She had laughed, knowing that she already had the perfect place in mind. 
then the call. Five years destroyed in less than five minutes. He had been too cowardly to even face her as he ripped her world to pieces. He had met someone. He was in love. Moving on. Selling the house. Furniture going into storage. The fragments of conversation punctured the disbelief she felt. He was sorry, of course, but she should surely understood they had drifted apart and no point in dragging it out. She had sat up all night waiting for him to come home, angry, hurt and confused, but not ready to give up their relationship without at least understanding what had happened and how long the betrayal had been going on. She'd finally passed out in the early hours, still curled on the couch, the cushion soaked in tears, mascara streaking the reproduction vintage fabric she had commissioned to complement the curtains. Then the second bombshell had dropped. A phone call the next morning. He wanted her out in a month. Not only was he abandoning her, he was discarding her and leaving her homeless. He added insult to injury by reminding her it was his house and that she had no right to anything in it other than her own possessions. She wondered as she listened to him talk if he had checked his position already with his work's legal department. He was talking about the money she had spent on the house being in lieu of her paying him rent over the previous years. He seemed to be deliberately ignoring the bills she had paid. She snapped at that point, launching into her own tirade of his failures. As the words flowed from her mouth, she surprised herself with the venom she found she was capable of. She had thought they had been happy, but now so many faults and issues seemed so obvious to her. Although she sounded angry, she knew she she knew. Sorry, I lost my page. Although she sounded angry, she knew she sounded far calmer outwardly than she felt. She refused to be thrown onto the streets. She would. She told. She told him once. She told him she would go once she could afford to. She needed time to gather money, reminded him of the money she had spent on the house, pointing out that she had paid for the kitchen and bathroom. He owed it to her to give her time, unless he wanted her to take them, her to take them with him, or he was prepared to pay comp- compensation. That had silenced him and the phone had gone dead. He had returned a few days later when she was out at work. She suspected he had been watching, waiting for her to go out and had taken all his personal possessions along with most of the valuable antiques from the house. He had taken her her engagement ring from the safe along with numerous other items of jewellery. That had been the real slap in the face to her. She wondered how long he would wait before he slipped it onto another finger. Two weeks after this, the letter had fallen onto the mat. The official notice of eviction from his solicitor and an appointment for the removal van to come and pack up and collect the contents of the house. She was to vacate prior to the removal with any personal effects she wished to take with her. She was supposed to turn in the keys to the estate agent, but she had not. She had moved her things to her parents' house, then on the days the removal men had arrived, she had sat across the road in her car, 
tears flowing as she watched them carelessly cut out the items that she had lovingly selected. Once they had left, she came back in and wandered from room to room, her footsteps echoing on the bare floorboards. She could not believe his naivety, that he really believed she would go meekly, that she would accept his decision and he could go on with his life happily. She was already empty, but soon it would be literal. She placed the envelope on the mantel where they had once been immortalised, smiling at sunset on a far-flung beach. She took the knife from her bag and took off her jacket. She threw it down where the chair had once stood and watched as it fell into a heap on the floor. There was no hesitation. She had researched her subject thoroughly, prepared herself. After the first cut, she had sat on the floor before making the second. Then, as she made the second, she fell back into the pose she had calculated she would land in. As the blood flowed, she felt a strange peace and the cold she had read about that and the cold she had read about that but not expected it to be so tangible. Her last thought as a smile formed on her lips was that he would have to live with this and she knew it would destroy him. It did not take long before she was truly empty. The crimson life force spread around her, sinking into the floorboard she had so lovingly sanded by hand and varnished. The house gave a sigh. She was home and would never be truly empty again. To be continued. And I will say, yes, it is continued. Um, it is continued in my next short story collection, Voices Across the Void. And I might read you that on the next time round. Um, but we shall see. I have a few more reads to go before that, maybe. We sh I... It's quite a longish one, if, I'm, if I remember correctly. So next week, obviously, we'll be back to a chatty video. So news updates. What do I have to tell you? I've mentioned the Patreon and the fact the story's going up on there. I am currently working on two anthology pieces, actually three anthology pieces, and finishing off Roll of the Dice, because um, that needed a little bit of changing, a little bit of tweaking, some bits I wasn't quite happy with. And then it's back to the Queen of Ages trilogy and getting that finished. So I have a busy year planned ahead. I do intend to fit out quite a lot this year. So wish me luck, stay with me on this ride and I will see you all next week. Okay, bye.